Have you heard the news today? The world's become a better place. I wonder how. And everybody sings in peace. There's only one thing that we need. It's unapologetic. Imagine going to a new city, um, a new country. You don't even speak the language, and at the same time, you're getting into one of the worst housing crises in all of Europe. Yeah, and you go and move to this country, and you think you're going to be a university student, and you're going to spend your time studying, but all of a sudden, you find yourself on housing websites and basically being a part-time real estate agent. Hi. Welcome to a new episode, but also a new season of Unapologetic. Yeah. So grab a coffee, take a seat, and join us in this episode of being unapologetic about housing. Welcome again to the podcast. This is the third year that we are doing Unapologetic. We, as a collective, not us specifically, mm-hmm. you may not be familiar with our voices uh, because we are the new speakers or some of the new speakers of Unapologetic, and we will do a little presentation of ourselves before we dive in deeply into the topic. Yeah, so I'm going to start. Yeah. Um, I'm Lada. I'm 19 years old. I'm originally from Germany, but I grew up abroad. Um, and yeah, I'm a first year sociology student, and I do have to say that Again, I don't know if it's me just gaining consciousness as a human, as an adult in, in general markets, but coming into Amsterdam and kind of firsthandly um, experiencing also what it was like to just constantly falling short on all of these opportunities and not getting housing was just really shocking. <laughs> um, I started my housing situation in Amsterdam off in a short stay student accommodation. Um, It was only for six months um, because I was one of the thousands in the queue for the um, housing selection that Uva provided. Um, And then I was lucky enough to find a three-month short stay with a couple of friends of mine. Um, Then, of course, after that, after looking and no finding, um, was couch surfing and staying with close friends of mine. And now have been lucky enough that since June, uh, July, one of the two, Uh, I've been having a stable and very comfortable housing situation. Well, hi. Um, My name is Fernanda. I am 22 years old, born and raised in Peru. So yeah, Latina representation here. A little bit about my housing experience. Well, the first year, so 2021-2022, I was able to go to student housing as well. I stayed there for a year. I was in a really like a really sweet community we were a family honestly but as all fairy tales do come to an end so i was exposed to this housing crisis again i'm a camera net user lover passionate enthusiast however you want to tell it (laughs) and i was still unsuccessful to find housing for the longest time so much so that for two months i had to uh, live with my friends like in their couches or whatever i could just get a pillow and a blanket and that's it. Uh, Luckily, I was able to find housing, if I'm not mistaken, in September, no, October, sorry. So yeah, I found housing in October approximately. And since then, yeah, I've just been chilling. Yeah. Happily enough. (laughs) But I know that's something that not many people 
like truly are capable of experiencing. Like so many people struggle for so long to find housing yeah. here. And we also, we knew that we weren't alone in these experiences. So we set off to Instagram um, and you guys interacted with some of our stories. And yes. We want to share a little poll that we did. First, uh, we have the questions. We ask you, do you have a permanent housing? 26% of you did not at the time. We also ask, do you have to live in a hostel or couch surf? Which 33% of you, again, had to. And finally, we have a few anecdotes that we would like to share as well. Yeah, um, so just about your guys' situations, what you guys have experienced. Um, I'm reading one right now. Yeah, I'm pretending to be a couple with my friend to rent an apartment. Honestly, something I have seriously considered and also have tried because, again, the Amsterdam housing market uh, doesn't appeal to house sharing. So they would be more lenient with couples. Long live you too. Hope to be at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know, right? Uh, we also have this one that says, when I first moved here last year, I had to share in a studio with a stranger. Luckily, we're friends now. Indeed, luckily, because there are many, many scenarios in which things went south really quickly. Yeah. In similar stories, of course. Yeah, I also have one here that says, I found housing after half a year of actively searching through a friend. Before moving, I traveled three hours a day. Damn. And, yeah, and I mean, again, something I know that isn't a um, singular experience. And also, I think this addresses also, for example, a lot of people think that there is a lack of actively searching, but it's just that there's absolutely no result of it. Exactly. So even a year and a half, that's just, it's first of all, exhausting. Um, and yeah. traveling also really takes a toll, especially as students. And if they're not like a Dutch national or like get a travel allowance, yeah. that's also very expensive as well. Yeah. Uh, I think this was also really enlightening. It says, I was just very lucky that my parents have great connections. Yeah. Again, connections, networking, that's like crucial to finding housing in the city. And I think that's, uh, we can a little bit go into detail with some sociological concepts. So yeah. why don't we go into it? Cities are competing for talent, while talents are competing for housing. This was stated by the CEO of Housing Anywhere, which, by the way, is one of the most popular platforms in which uh, you can search for housing here in the Netherlands. And honestly, it does mean quite a lot taking into account that he must be benefiting a lot from this housing situation, right? Yeah, and I mean, this connects also to the history of Amsterdam. It's become more and more internationalized and this obviously also attracts a large population of international students or businessmen or even just families. And as Amsterdam itself is also quite a small city um, and the center is protected by UNESCO as being also a historical landmark with a lot of culture behind it and yeah, history. Yeah, like it does lead you to wonder like how can we actually uh, balance it out in the sense of like uh, being able to manage uh, the influx of people that come to Amsterdam to live here and at the same time trying to get better opportunities for themselves while at the same time respecting and taking into consideration the whole uh, historical importance of the canal ring areas. Yeah, and this also, as even obviously the residents of Amsterdam are struggling within this ever-growing and also even more competitive housing market, leads to more buildings of social housing, which um, can and do often attract more members of marginalized communities and reproduce and 
uphold inequalities and discrimination. And this can also be seen in the housing market itself. I mean, with certain platforms, first of all, they're very costly and they also profit exactly out of these needs and desires. Mm -hmm. of, I mean, it's not even a desire. It's a basic human right of housing. Duchies are often prioritized. People from the global south, for example, are often um, discriminated against. I mean, yeah, like in my experience, again, coming from Peru, uh, I do have to say that I did it kind of an unintended experiment when it came to applying to housing uh, I would for a while just write down hey this is me my full name my age what do I study and like just do a brief introduction of how am I as a, a housemate and send it to the person that was trying to rent the room and when I would only do that of course I did not have the biggest success rate, but I did get a few replies, even like the possibility to see the apartments themselves. But when I would write down, yeah, I am from Peru, uh, I lived in Peru, whatever, uh, I would, I never got a single response when I would write that. And I did that for months. And yeah, it just comes to show that it is slight, not slightly, it could be considerably harder for you if you are here as a person from outside of Europe, right? It's not, and this is not only my experience, I am aware of many uh, people from global south countries that have had this struggle as well. Yeah, and I mean, back to the quote, not only are talents competing for housing, there's also just a not fair competition between these talents. And this also leads to a very clear setup of us and them. I mean, on one hand, there is obviously the national and internal housing market of Dutchies and of students, Dutch students also trying to find housing, but we, we can't ignore that Amsterdam has become this international hub and that it obviously attracts and tries to uphold this image, but it's just unrealistic. And I mean, it leads to all of the individuals having these housing yeah crises and also let's it even begin with like facebook and like the scams that yeah. go around not only facebook some in some platforms as well like made specifically for searching housing like uh i know of so many people that were in like 15 20 groups of facebook just to try to find a house and you would still see two things most likely usually you would see on facebook that these places will be only rented for women for dutch people or for the intersection of both. Yeah. So I think this comes to show that it's, a, like, it's harder for you if you are male presenting or non-binary and on top of that, you don't speak Dutch. Like that truly makes it like a really, really big difference. Yeah, and all these intersectionalities coming together also, they do create a big space for mutual aid, I have to say. That's something I'm quite surprised by um, in Amsterdam. There's a big sense of community also helping with each other. I know that when I um, was unhoused and was unsuccessful in finding a house, um, I really could rely on my friends or even friends of friends for always mm. offering a couch. Um, there's a huge squatting community in Amsterdam that also seeks to protect and help individuals exactly in those situations. And also, again, the Facebook um, groups and stuff like that, often, yeah, they do have scams, but it is in of itself also individuals helping individuals. It's just, it's hard to see the good when it's just such a mass of people yeah, coming and, together. 
And also, I think something that might be important to mention that many people may not be aware if you're not oh, like in contact with the housing crisis is the fact that you need to be registered in these websites. Not all of them. Some are especially marketed as not being like this, but the great majority for at least two or three years to be able to even be in the top positions, which meant that you could have access to a house, a yeah. room, a whatever. And this goes back to the fact that the university is accepting so many people that, especially international students, that, uh, of course, us not really having most likely this plan for longer than one year or two years, we are not aware that we should have signed up for these uh, websites and should have done this payment before and just wait for us until we went there and then get all these uh, capacities. And actually, uh, there is this quote that if I'm not mistaken, it's from the same man, like the CEO of Housing Anywhere. Yeah, it's from him. He states that we should be prioritizing co-creation and cooperation. As global talents are postponing or even canceling their international education and career plans because they cannot find proper housing. Like, what's up with that? I would also say this like opens a big possibility for critique for the university because they profit so much from international students, mm -hmm. but they really just are not transparent. I mean, more recently now, they are becoming a little more transparent with guidelines such as you need to have housing in order to study. Uh, exactly. Right. To study. Um, but before that, they really, yeah, they weren't transparent about that. And that's often led to international students paying high fees, even just for coming here. Um, but then also for continuing to study it and then finding themselves in the position where they find out that they have to pay obscene amounts of money for even just a little room that's possibly even a couple of hours away from the place where they have to study. And this, I mean, even personally speaking, I know that the housing market and all of these issues have led to a lot of mental health issues as well. I mean, as a student, you really, not even as a student, as a person, you need your own space especially when you are committed to a study and you're in a new place. When I was, for example, couch surfing, I was in a living room and I really am grateful that I had even that opportunity. Of course. I was yeah. with people I was comfortable with. So really the best situation in that Is situation, that, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and when I moved into this place, into my now current place, did I only realize that actually having my own space where my things are, yeah, it's, it is just a safe space. It changes so much. It changed with my studies. It changed with my general attitude about the city, um, even relationships, things like that. And it's just, it's so crazy when you think that all of this connects to... Just having a place for your own, yeah. right? Yeah, no, I totally have to agree with you. Like, the fact that, that instability, rather, that you have when you have to change couches every seven to ten days, it is quite overwhelming. The thing is also, we still are very privileged in even our positions to, for example, accept the study and to even be, even the small things uh, for applying for these um, social housing web, uh, for the housing websites and things like yeah. that. And that's also interesting in the sense of almost unwillingly are we contributing to gentrification in Amsterdam? Oh, let's, yeah. gentrification is quite a topic, right? Uh, not only for the housing crisis in Amsterdam, but like in general, there's this uh, worldwide trend in which cities are kind of being, of course, uplifted uh, places that before were considered to be maybe unsafe neighborhoods or like areas that were not invested enough 
now they're being invested in and they're being remodeled they're being they're looking or instagrammable people can go there get their lattes and take a picture <laughs> next to the canal oh precious but we do have to acknowledge the fact that this is literally pushing people away of their homes uh going a little bit to pop culture we have a song <laughs> for my theater kids out there uh, from the movie slash uh musical in the heights that precisely talk about this issue and i want to quote a little bit my friend lin-manuel miranda <laughs> if i can find the quote wait mm. i mean while you find that i can kind of go into this also obviously pushes a large sense or it pushes the ideology of capitalism as well i mean now the city is seen as this growth machine there's constantly this vision of more profit and more people and therefore growing markets and again I came here to study and as naive as that may be but I really just wasn't aware of what I was entering and what I could also possibly be causing for a city and its inhabitants yeah yeah like we literally discussed this in class today <laughs> um we were talking about uh is growing inherently good just for the sake of growing, right? Especially in the growing machine when it goes back to the idea of the city that keeps uh, updating, growing, changing, but uh, which of course can bring technological advancements, can bring um, the revitalization of a city and therefore increased investment mm -hmm. in the city. But again, what does it mean for marginalized communities that may not be able to uh, economically finance their lives in the residents that they've had for generations maybe uh not only taking into account the rights of the price of the property itself but also think about um let's put the amsterdam example if you live first little a little your uh which is a grocery shop if you're not aware it, your expenses will be much lower than if you live next to an other hind yeah. Uh, because, of course, although uh, both fulfill the same need for uh, groceries and other um, basic need uh, objects, mm -hmm. we do have to recognize that the economic uh, investment is different in both cases. Yeah. And I finally found the quote. <laughs> Great. Let's go. I want to say it because theater is in the blood. Change station, teach them about gentrification. The rent is escalating, the rich are penetrating. We pay our corporations when we should be demonstrating. What about immigration? Politicians be hating? Racism in these nations gone from latent to blatant. Talking about the case of the US, New York. But again, this could be completely... Um, it, this song could have completely taken place in Amsterdam. And I think it could still make sense. Because again, we do have um, neighborhoods that are mostly POC uh, lived, uh, habitated. Mm -hmm. Uh, in comparison to maybe uh, a more all-money traditional yeah. neighborhood. And these are every time further and further away from the city, from the city yeah. center. So it does leave you uh, wondering, like, is the fact that we as students, uh, we who are arriving, who may have uh, the possibility to go to, like, an apartment, a room, or a complex in maybe the city center or like west, Aust, mm -hmm. south -ass. Are we in a way also pushing people away from the city that have been living here for longer than we have? 
yeah, it's it's an interesting thought process because I, for example, when I fall down it, I realize I'm kind of looking for something to blame. If that makes <laughs> sense, like I, on one hand, I know that I am perpetuating this in a sense. I'm um, adding to this. I recently found out um, that the district where I moved in was, for example, previously. Um, mostly inhabited by uh, a Turkish population. And this through also, again, gentrification mm-hmm. um, has been pushing them out and which, yeah. And I find myself, I mean, am I to blame for not researching this more, for example? Mm-hmm. But am I also just a student who needed housing? I mean, but I- then exactly. You're looking at, I'm finding, do I blame the housing market? Do I blame the university for not informing and for not holding itself accountable for also perpetuating this? I think it's not like it's really like the old debate, like philosophical and social science debate, which is either agency or structure. Mm-hmm. So it is I I'm a firm believer that all of these phenomena there's a coalition between both aspects. Mm-hmm. In a way. And I think it's really important to mention that all of this idea that the city keeps growing, but also like it grows and gives its chances to whom do come to a great extent due to the political economy that we have right now. And uh, due to this uh, tendency to support land-based interests and the owner of the property rather than necessarily the um person that's gonna live there yeah yeah <laughs> lots to think about and especially when at the beginning you kind of only think you're talking about a home thank you guys for sitting with us for the last 30 or so minutes um definitely a very big topic many layers yeah. which we could talk about yeah and a lot we didn't touch on or weren't able to but we'd love to hear more from you If you want to leave us a comment, maybe explain a little bit of your situation, or maybe are just curious about what sources we used, uh, please don't hesitate to follow us in our Instagram at unapologetic.sec. That is again, unapologetic.sec, S-E-C at the end. And also be aware, we're looking for further interactions. Um, Let us know if you have any wishes for future episodes or for future topics. And also as a little hint for our next one, there's something pretty big coming up, which is the holidays. And there's a lot to this, and we'd love to hear about what kind of holidays do you guys celebrate? What traditions do you have? Like, December is coming up, and of course here in Europe it's getting quite cold, and maybe we'll see a little bit of snow, but that's not the case everywhere in the world. Yeah, Yeah. so what exactly do you do during, uh, I don't know, the holidays are up, and most importantly, Will you celebrate it or not? (laughs) And that also comes with possibly going home or staying here, if that's a culture shock, if it's not. I do want to say also before we wrap up the episode is that, yes, housing can be intimidating in this city. But again, if you're a prospective student uh, looking into whether or not you should move into Amsterdam and study here, do not limit yourself because of the situation. It is pretty tough on all of us, but To be fair, the people you meet, the education that you get, and all the experiences you will go through, even just defining housing in itself, will definitely be something that will have an effect on you. So it's something that, yeah, it is a lot, but it's something that you could definitely overcome if you wish to come here. 
And to all those who are currently looking or are currently in a stressful housing situation, um, I wish you best of luck. There are many resources. Don't forget, um, you as the tenant have a lot of rights. And... Don't give up. Don't give up, really. Amsterdam is worth it. But also, be critical. Yes. And be unapologetic. <laughs> Thank you for listening. See you next time.